Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how's everything going today? Oh, man, you know, I, I had a long night last night. We do what's called a patch night at my at my current employer, and that's where we update all the computers, and I have about 60 computers that I have to update. Wow. And it takes all night. I didn't get home till around 3 a.m., and I slept all day. That's okay. Well, you, at least you got an opportunity to go to sleep. You didn't have to turn around and go back at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Overall, I had a I had a pretty interesting day. You yeah. know, it it was fun. You know, tonight's show, man. I th- I think it's going to be one where I think uh, the topic is. You know, it, it, it's one of those shows that if you look around your office, if you look around your church, if you look around any political uh, conversation, you will see that we get into trouble when we talk about this this very thing. Mm-hmm. We get into trouble, and we think, you know what? This is a free country. I can say what I want. I can. Well, yeah, that's true. You can say what you want, but there are consequences behind it. There's a price for it. Certain things that you say. Well, I should be able to. Yeah, you should be able to say that without any retaliation. You should be able to. But the truth is, when you say something, you better be able to. Uh, defend what you say. You better be able to stand your ground. You better be able to take what's coming at you because it's coming. Certain things you just can't say. You know, absolutely. I I, I was thinking about what happened today, uh, this this past week, with uh, with one of our you know more controversial football players, uh, Terrell Owens. You know, he every time he says anything, the media will. Im- were immediately try to dissect it and take it apart. And what is he really saying? Is he saying this? Is he saying that? And they'll try to start up a controversy because you know controversy causes people to pay attention. And so this week, this past week, they were talking about uh, he saying he was saying that Jessica Simpson, who was Tony Romo's girlfriend, that uh, was a distraction for Tony Romo, and that's why he had a poor game in their football loss. And immediately, you know, people jumped all over that. And he had to go back and say, well, you know, I was just joking. It was a joke. Everybody there laughed. There was nothing personal towards him. I was just having a little fun. And it's almost like any time you say anything, if it even a little, even offends somebody ever so slightly, it's almost like you have to go back and retract what you said. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you can't, you can't believe in what you said. If it if anybody's you know in any way offended by it, mm-hmm. you know, like in the case of faith, you know, you can't say certain things out in public, even if that's what your faith if that's what your faith is based on. If you believe that, mm-hmm. you know, tonight's show, by the way, is freedom of speech. Is it really free? You know, and uh, <laughs> you know, Greg and I were just you know dialoguing. Earlier today, we were talking about the show, and, you know, it's, is it free? We want you all to call in and chime in on this. You know, get on the chat line, talk to us about it. What makes you think 
that your speech is free? What makes you think you're, that you're free to say or that you're not free to say what you want to say and what you believe? The call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. But getting back to that, you know, it's almost like you have to, you have to have immediately have damage control because some people and I want you to try in on this Greg some people can say one thing and it's okay but if another person says it oh no that's just like political suicide or that's like you said oh I can't believe you said that but it's okay for me to say it but you can't say it well you know what I think I think what we need to realize is that there certain conversations are built for certain places and I think what happens a lot of times is we say things in places that we shouldn't talk about certain things. Like on the job, we talk about politics, we talk about religion, we talk about a lot of those things, and we really shouldn't talk about it because, you know what, we know the people that we work with, we know the intent of that person when they come at you, so we have to be very careful on when to say what we, we you know, what we feel, and, you know, we all have opinions, some of us are a little bit more opinionated than others. And what, we, what happens, Brian, is when a person uh, believes in something so strong, they'll try to make you accept what they're saying. And if you can't accept what they're saying, it becomes almost, I mean, Brian, people fight about their religion and people fight about their political views. You've ever been around someone and they're talking about their religion and, oh, my goodness. It's as, it's as if you did something to that person's family. Right. They're ready to fight. And, and when you say something about a president and that person is voting for that person, oh, look out. <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things that, um, that I found is when you're talking about, um, and this has just been a real hot topic, a hotbed topic in the last couple of years or so, but when you start talking about a person's sexual orientation and they believe one way and you believe another, they will almost force you to believe what they believe. Yes. Because you don't have, if you don't believe the way they believe, then you're not being sensitive or you're not being tolerant. But let's go to the phone lines. I want to see what our uh, callers have to say about this. You're on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Caller from 989 Area Code. Chime in. Hello. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Well, thank you. Hi, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, if I'm not politically speaking right there. <laughs> well, you are to us. But, you know, I was, I was actually going to chime in on that because some people believe, and I've actually gone to stores, around the stores, during the holiday season, and I've, I would say about three out of ten stores actually say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Most folks I've noticed have not, or they'll just say have a good day. And I think it's because now we've become so politically correct that we don't want to offend anyone with the holiday. But we'll say Happy Halloween. Yeah, that's right. That, <laughs> that's right. That, that, that's where it comes into with our freedom of speech now. That's the the political correctness has come into it now too, that you know because 
because Merry Christmas and stuff has been around for years and years, and it hasn't. It's just been recent years that the political correctness has come into it. Yes, and it has that, and it has offended people on it. Yes, it's caller. Did you hear about on? I saw it on CNN a couple of weeks ago where they're trying to take uh, the ho 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 from Santa. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. I think I think a women's group came out and said that it's offensive to women. Yeah, because you're saying that they're whole. Yeah, right. Being <laughs> whole, 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 saying a whole. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. what, what, Carla? What do you think? What I mean, we're going to. It, it's. It seems like it's almost as if it's getting getting out of hand, and uh, the people with the money are the ones that are making the decision on what we should say and what we shouldn't say. Yeah, yes, that is true. Our, our politicians are doing that to us too, and that you know, especially with an election year that's coming up, uh, we we as we the people have have got to get together and uh, get a a president in there that that will stand up for our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion and our freedom of choice and everything, and stand up for it and protect us with it, you know, uh, especially when it comes to our border protection and stuff. It's just like with, with NAFTA trying to, trying to, you know, do, it, do our North American Union there and uh, dissolve our borders. We can't have that done. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, we'll be in trouble. absolutely absolutely well let me ask you this question you know even now like with you saying the word you know h-o some people would be offended by that but you hear a lot because i know sometimes i would hear it and i would say wait a minute you know young lady don't call her that i hear lots of women calling each other that and also the b word Right. Hey, what up, B? What up, B? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, or I'm a bad B, you know, or they listen to the songs that say that, you know, or they love the the artists, the rappers, the rock bands and all that stuff, and they buy it and they put it all over their clothes, you know, don't mess with me, I'm a B, you know. But if you say that word, they're offended. Yeah, but but if somebody else says it to them, especially a a male figure right. would say it to them, they'd be real offended. Right. Mm. So you know, in in the terms of freedom of speech, and you know, and I know this is kind of political. This is a very political climate we're in right now. You know, do you believe that we have to that our speech is free, that we're free to say whatever we choose to? Well. Well, yeah, I believe we we are free to say whatever we choose to say, but when we do say what we choose to say, we also got to realize that there may be consequences we may have to take when we do say them because of because of the political correctness. It is it's just like um, Imus did. When he called, when he called the basketball team, you know, the uh, the nappy hair hair holes, you know, on the radio station. Yeah. He had to take the he had the freedom of speech to say that, and he's been doing that for years. You know what? And, 
I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know what about the IMAS thing? Let me let me let me say this. I think that was more of a money issue uh-huh. of, of the sponsors pulling from him. You know, they 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 wanted him to come in and to apologize, and he came in and he apologized. I think when when it, I think it's a money squeeze. I I, I think yeah uh, yeah you know, you know you understand what I'm saying. I I really believe that. They did that because they were in fear of losing revenue. That, that's that that that's that's very correct. They, yeah, and they, 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 they were they were afraid of losing money off of that. Yes, whole thing. They, they could care less of how those women felt or what Ima said. That's right. Yes, they 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 pretty much used him as a uh, scapegoat to to to, to uh, look good in, in the public eyes. That that's what I'll say. Yep. That's yes, right. Yes. And now he's back. It didn't stop him. No. It probably pushed his career even further up. Yeah, well, he he he, he even put a lawsuit up against that he won. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. A, a, a million-dollar lawsuit. Hmm. I believe it was $150 million. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and now he's back on the radio. And ironically, yep. he has a diverse group. You know, um, of, of of people in his show, he has two African Americans that are part of his his uh, his new radio show that he does. Uh huh. You know, but Brian, you know what? And, and, and not to change the subject. Now, as an African American, I hear the N word used all the time. Mm-hmm. But now you let a Caucasian use the N word, and oh my God! Oh yeah! Oh, I know. My God. His career is almost over, right? If he says that, but right. if you turn to uh, certain channels and you hear uh, African American uh, comedians use that word, it's it's nothing. It's it's a it's a regular word. But you let a comedian come on television, a white comedian come on television, and he says that. Yeah, it, well, it's just like, um, I can't think of his name right now, that was on stage that was being hackled and he got mad and he oh, used the N-word. Kramer. Yeah, right. Used it all that time and stuff, and mm-hmm. a big old deal happened with him on that. Now, in his case, he wasn't using it to be funny. He was attacking the person who had attacked him. Right, that case, who attacked him, right. But... You know, you hear a lot of people that use that word, and comedians use that word, you know, but it's it's ironic that you can have a rapper like Eminem, who's a uh-huh. white rapper, if he uses that word, oh my goodness. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're, they're laughing and they're happy, you know. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we embrace you because you're singing our music, so to speak. You've embraced our music, our lifestyle, so to speak, so it's okay. Because I can call a friend of mine uh, a long time ago. He um, he had a friend that they called N. Ned. His name was N. Ned. That's what they called him. And he was a white kid. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, how did how did he how was he able to? You know, be known by that, and he's a white kid. I'm, I'm kind of confused. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it, it, it's just well, of course, another thing. It, it is, it's just like 
within the uh, the rap music where the the rappers are are are, are slamming the, their women and everything, mm-hmm. but the the women don't mind it, and and that is just a weird state of mind, you know. And, and I think what it is is mostly they're going with the music, and and actually ignoring the words. You know, they they're they're going with the beat of the music, and just you know, down with the beat of the music, and just you know, the beat is is just going, and the words are just coming along, and they're not they're they're not comprehending that they're being slapped down by the rappers with the music by calling them the different names. In the music, like you know, like like they do, you know, like they uh, I'll slap you down, you know, you know stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know. So, but but you know, but they they feel it's okay. But I feel the reason they feel it's okay is because it's 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 a mixture of the beat of the music. And when they're in the beat of the music and in the rhythm of the music, the words just blend in. Yes, yes. You know, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And tonight we're talking about freedom of speech. Is it really free? If you have a question or a comment, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Zero, zero. You know, I want to answer some of the questions in the chat room. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, uh, a lot of the rappers that degrade women and so forth. And, all it, again, it's about freedom of speech. And so you have, you know, the opportunity to say what you want to on a record per se. Now, see, most people don't like rap music and they don't listen to it. And or they don't like rock music or any kind of music that that degrades anybody, so to speak. So they just don't buy it. But I can remember there was a a reggae rapper, and over in uh, in the country that he's from, you know, they're very strict about homosexuality. And so he had a song that talked about if this person was uh, homosexual, that he should be put to death. And it was just a it was a song. You know, and they banned him in like several countries. And once, you know, and his song had been out for like at least about six or seven years. And once he became a, a top artist in the reggae field, he went to do a show in San Francisco. And immediately, the San Francisco, you know, the gay community in the San, in San Francisco area wanted him boycotted and banned. And then everywhere he went, Thus, you know, in the United States, they were trying to stop his concerts. They didn't want him to perform at all. And he said, "Look, I will let I will put out a statement that that song was just a song that I did a long time ago, you know, and I perform it because people request it, you know, because in my country that's you know that's the, what we do in my country, you know." He says, "But to try to boycott me." or try to make me go broke, and they were saying, no, we want your record label to take all the funds that you made off of that song and give to our causes. And so they were basically forcing the hand of the record label to stop him from performing the song, and at the same time, they wanted money from the song. To, you know what I mean? It's so all it's sort of like they wanted him to pay for 
the music that he made it they wanted them to pay him as if they needed reparations for the song that he wrote it's all about money it's it's i mean that's just the bottom line it's all about money if a person will come on television if they said something that they want you know they they if this, if this person is a millionaire a billionaire you know, they, they, they're going after their blood. But you let someone that don't really have anything go out and say something, they will ignore it. Mm-hmm. It means absolutely nothing. They look at your class, they look at your status, and, they, and everything is based on that. You have a rich person on, on television, he says one thing, and you have another person that's just being interviewed just just because of whatever the cause or issue is. And that person says something, says pretty much the same thing. It has no weight. This thing is all about money. This freedom of speech thing is all about money. What is what is the punishment? Money. Why do people act and do certain things when certain things are said that a certain group don't agree with? It's all about money, and it's being pushed by money. That's the punishment. They want your money, and you're going to pay it. I, I remember seeing uh, Ludacris. He, he had some... Uh, Drink deals, soda deals. I think Pepsi. it was with Pepsi. And Bill O'Reilly said one thing, and, and and they canceled this kid's contract. You know, and I can think about now that I think about that, there was an issue because they said he made music that degraded women. Yes. But, and so, but look, his, look what happened later with. <laughs> you know, his complaint about that was. Well, you didn't. They didn't cancel Ozzy Osbourne, and we knew what kind of music Ozzy Osbourne. And look at his his uh, reality show and how many times he he dropped the f bomb on the reality show. <laughs> you know, it was like every other sentence was a bleep bleep bleep, but yet nobody called for him to be removed from the Pepsi commercials. As a oh. matter of fact, I think there was a Pepsi commercial where they actually bleeped out him, you know, bleeped him out saying the f word. You know, as a joke, I guess, because that's what he was known for doing on his show. Mm. And so really, it really depends on status and who you are and, you know, how effective you are at what you do. You know, because here it is in one sentence, they're they're embracing one particular person for the things that they do that may not be, you know, mainstream and everybody may not like it. And then again, you're going after another person. And I think that's the same case in... In the case of, uh, what's his name, Don Imus. You know, you had Don Imus that says this, but you could have a Dave Chappelle who says the same thing on the regular and worse, or a Carlos Mencia who says, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> even worse things than that. And yet we laugh and we joke and they say, oh, he's a comedian. Well, isn't Don Imus pretty much a comedian? But have you ever noticed, Brian, that some of the worst and the most offensive things that are said, the next thing that that person say when they come out to apologize, oh, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I, it was. I was just being funny. It was just um, what do they call it? It was just we were around the water cooler. It was just a joke. I, didn't I was really saying mean, it in jest. Yeah, I didn't really mean anything by it. I think if two people are talking, you know, whatever they say, I think that conversation should be private. If they wanted the world to know what they were talking about, they, you know, if, if they address it to the public, conference. yes, then, then yes, make it that way. But if someone is at a party, and we hear it all the time about the politicians, you know, they're at parties or whatever, and it's just two or three people talking and he says something. Now it's all on national television, no proof, 
But now this person has to stand forward before the people and say, well, I did this or I didn't do that. And it's all about what's being said. Yes. You know, I was thinking also about, like, in the uh, in the wake of the um, – the baseball, the baseball steroid scandal in the Mitchell report, and here it is. You have some people who are saying, "I didn't do anything wrong whatsoever." You have no proof. All you have is this one guy saying one thing, you know. And then you have on the other side, some of the guys are finally coming out saying, "Well, you know, I did it, but I didn't do the the, the real, real bad thing." And you know, it's sort of like okay, these little low-level guys can come right out and say, yeah, you know, I took HGH for two days, or I took HGH for one day, but I didn't do steroids. But then you have, like, the top guys, like a Barry Bonds, like a Roger Clemens, that come out and say, look, man, I didn't do any of this stuff. You guys can say what you want. I didn't do it. And yet we're saying, okay, these little guys, they admitted it. Okay, no big deal. But, oh, a big guy, yeah, you know, wow, he did it. When When you look at the whole face of it, what is it going to prove? Because everybody already has their opinion on you know, on baseball, and they believe that you know everybody was juicing and doing it. So, you know, what does it really? What does this Mitchell report really prove? You know, and it's all and 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 really, what is it going to do from from this point on? I mean, because they have a they have a policy in place. You know, what I believe if you don't have a policy in place, if you don't have the rules in place, then why make the argument? You know, put the rules in place, you don't have a problem. You know, but again, why does this relate to freedom of speech? Because here's, here it is now, everything that these guys say, or if somebody says something, it's going to cost those other guys. What about what about Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time, all the time. You know, I, I just... If Rush says something, here it comes. It's an attack. Yeah. But a lot of times, I think it's the way that he say things. I think it irritates a lot of people. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and I listen to Rush Limbaugh. You know, I'm not. I don't agree with everything he says. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the things he says, you know, at, at some night they can be comical. Yeah. But it, it they they hold a lot of weight. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff he says now. A lot of his stuff. Uh, he, he's right on about a lot of the things, and some of the things, you know, he's he's reaching a little bit, but but overall, I mean, he, well, of he, course, yeah, he he's telling you what he feels, and uh, most of the time is his opinion. And, you know, and and again, the 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 thing behind it is, you have it's it's almost like the mainstream wants to give you your opinion, right. They don't want to give you the freedom to say what you want to say mm-hmm. or to express yourself in a certain manner. They want you they don't want you going against the grain. They want you believing and saying and doing what they want you to say and do and believe. You know, and I almost I almost liken that to I don't know. Kind of a dictatorship. Yeah, like a dictatorship. Exactly. I was going to say communism, but I don't think it's even that. I think it's more like a a socialism where they want you to fit in this little box and you have to be like everybody else. But you know what, Brian? Surprisingly, well, no, it's not. But you know something where it is, it's sad to say, but I'm going to say this. Your freedom of speech has been taken 
from you. And, you know, we think it's the workplace. It's the church. A lot of times it's your church. You can't say what you want to say in your church. A lot of things you cannot talk about in your church. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about being raped or someone having HIV or some or, or bringing up gay or lesbian issues in a church. Are you are you kidding me? Mm. You know, and 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 I believe you're right on point. You know, I I used to go out and at times I still do. I used to go out and talk about HIV and AIDS awareness, and it took me years before we could actually walk in a church and say. There's someone in here who could possibly be infected with HIV. They didn't want to hear it. It was a gay disease. You know, we don't have it. Nobody in here better have it because we're not doing anything wrong. And then it took, you know, uh, one person to come up and say, I am positive and I have full-blown AIDS. And then that church began to embrace it because here it is, oh, my God, we have someone who who was willing to come out and talk about it. Yes, we need you here. We want you here. And, and it was almost like, okay, I'm glad you finally decided, but it's bad. It's sad that it took somebody to be injured or somebody to be, you know, to have to really come out and get ready to face the ridicule and the hurt and the retribution, you know, before you could embrace something that was so simple to go in and talk about. Hmm. You know, um, and and like I'm I'm reading in the chat room, it's more than just the churches. You know, uh, people in the chat room are also talking about it being an issue at work where you can't talk about religion at work or in a public place. You know, there's some places where you even in, in, in the United States where you can't share your faith. That's right. Because they call it, what do they call it? Proselytizing. Yes. <laughs> have, have you have you paid attention to a lot of the new emails that you're receiving right now? Uh, because I say Christmas because that's what I believe in. But you you receive now you're, you're you're receiving these emails and it just says Happy Holidays or it's it's saying something else. We're we're so Jesus greetings. Yes, yes. We're so conscious, mind conscious of not offending someone until it's getting to the point that you can't really say anything to anyone because you just don't know. Don't know. know. You don't know. You know, I I can remember um, a couple years back where where I said Merry Christmas to someone who was Jewish. And I didn't know they were Jewish. And they said, well, I'm offended by that statement. And I asked them, I said, well, you're offended by uh, Valentine's Day? And they're like, no, because that's the season of love. I said, yeah, but you know that the... Valentine's Day was named after the patron saint uh Saint Valentine, who was a Christian. <laughs> and the person just walked away. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, you're offended by one term but not the other. I'm confused. You know? But I think they just I think in this area of in this era of political correctness that we have just become so polarized by statements, by comments, by suggestions mm-hmm. that Anything that anybody says could possibly lead to litigation. You know, I remember earlier uh, when when the caller called and said Merry Christmas to us, and he said, I hope I'm not being offensive. We had someone in the chat room said, Merry Christmas, I'm offended, I'm calling my lawyer. And literally, that's what some people have done nowadays. 
you know, some I can remember it was a school district. Uh, I can't remember exactly the state, but there was a school district where a family sued because for the holidays the the school played a Christmas story for the kids for their uh, for their like you know at the end of the school year they were doing their little holiday play and they did a Christmas story. I'm like, it's Christmas time, you know. <laughs> They did a Christmas story, and the and the family and the family wanted to sue because they were atheists. Yeah, they didn't believe in Christmas. You know what? It's it's so sad that out of out of kindness, I mean, you're not trying to offend anyone. A lot, most of the times, people on you know they're not trying to offend anyone. If you go out and you say, "Well, it's the holidays. I'm going to buy some Christmas cards. I'm going," you don't know what that person's faith is. You don't know what that person believes in. So you buy these cards and you give it to the person. I think if the person is offended by the card, I don't think he should say, well, I'm offended. He should take that card out of kindness because this person is being kind. I think he should take the card. If he don't like the card, he could throw the card away. You know, I I, I think that when you blow up right then and there, you're just as wrong as a person not knowing that they were going to offend you. It, the, the situation is getting worse when you react a certain way, you know what you believe. That person is not trying to change what you believe. That person is acting off of kindness on what they believe. So they're just giving out to other people and trying, you know, just trying to spread some cheer or joy or whatever. And we're getting upset and saying things, I don't believe in Christmas. I don't believe. Okay, that's fine. You don't believe in that. But there's a certain way I think that we should handle uh, the things that come against what we believe. That's just me. I may be wrong, but that's just how I think uh, we should handle these things. We need to be adult about these things and talk. There's a way that you can come across to a person and not offend them. They're not trying to be offensive to you. You know, I, I totally agree because when I say Merry Christmas, I'm just saying it because I want everybody to have a Merry Christmas. You know, people. some people think that it's not, oh, this is not Christmas, you know. I don't believe in Christmas. Well, that's fine. I don't believe in the tooth fairy. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it's always really about what you believe. You know, but I don't think that that you should be offended by someone saying that. You know, I don't really believe in the whole ghoulish, goblish thing about Halloween anymore. But you, you know? but you know what? That's pushed on you, whether you believe it or not. Right. Christmas is this thing. Oh, wait a minute. Halloween is. Everybody dresses up, oh, it's just a day. Well, why can't Christmas be just a day? What's the difference? You know, I, I think it's just that because in this era of political correctness, we we try so hard not to offend everyone who's not a Christian that we begin to offend the Christians. But And most people say, well, you know, they're used to suffering, Christ suffered, ha-ha. They'll be all right. They'll get over it. They 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 operate in love, so they'll get over it. No big deal, you know. But I want to change gears a little bit. Um, if you're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight we're talking about freedom of speech and is it really free? You know, Greg. I want to talk a little bit in the on the issue of the political realm. You know, we talked earlier about um, the ability not to say. You know, where certain people can't say anything about the president. And you can't say anything about, you know, certain things that the government has done. You know, I can remember back with the um, 
with the CIA operative that was outed, and you had the whole issue with, I think her name was Natalie Plain, and you had the whole issue with uh, Scooter Libby and, and the fact that he went to prison and all that. You know, and I think that at, at times, you know, the government does not want you saying anything, even though in the bylaws, in, in the, in the, you know, in the Declaration of Independence and, you know, in the Bill of Rights, we have those rights, but I think that there are limits to those rights. You know, I think that <laughs> I'm reading in the chat room and it says, Hail Bush. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, it says, Heil Bush. I guess he's trying to make a reference to Hitler. Be careful out there now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Brian? You, you know, you know, you're absolutely right. In the political, um, in the government, it's it's a it's a it's it's a beast. I'll say that it's a beast, and and you just have to, you know, everybody's just saying, you know what? I'm just staying out of its way and let it do what it's gonna do. Uh, these people are going to do what they're going to do. They have the money, they have the power, they have this, they have that, and they just really feel like that they, that these people are just going to run and do whatever. Well, that's fine. Let them do that. But you speak out against it. Oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the first thing that they say is you're not an American. Ah. You're not American if you say certain things, if you don't agree. You know, and... And when you're talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, uh, as I travel down the street during the day, I see those folks with the signs that says, you know, Bush lied, troops died, you know, people cried or something like that. And I think about the fact that, you know, we're a country that, you know, currently we're at war. You know, we're at war on two fronts. And I can recall in Bush's uh, debate speech back in 99, where he made that statement, he said that we're, you know, we need to be have the ability to fight a war on two fronts. So it was no surprise that we went to war in uh, in Afghanistan. Well, of course that was no that was a no brainer. You know, Osama bin Laden bombed the World Trade Center. We go to war with him, blow him out of the ground eventually. You know, but the war on two fronts. I always thought that it would be somewhere else. I'd never thought they would go back to Iraq. You know, and so in that case, I didn't agree per se in the in in Iraq, but I agreed with going to Afghanistan. But you go out and you say that to someone who's been to been to Iraq, mm -hmm. and they're ready to tear your head off. Now you got to remember, this is just my belief. This is my opinion. This is how I personally feel as a taxpaying voting Americans, but yet because I express my feeling to you or to someone else who believes in that, all of a sudden I'm portrayed as a uh, a hate monger. Yes. <laughs> you know? And and I don't I'm not patriotic. I don't love my country. What is what's what's the guy's name? Michael Moore? Right. Michael now Michael Moore is just an inter he's a he's a whole different Type of creature, you know. You know, I, I still haven't under—I I still don't understand how he makes money. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just being honest 
Because I, I still don't have, I don't understand the movies that he's made. Hmm. You know, but again, there there are people who, who enjoy that. They like those movies. They believe what Michael Moore says. Of course they do. They pay him 40-some-odd thousand dollars every time he makes a speech. So apparently there he has a following. And, you know, and I don't have a problem with that because to each his own, people can believe and listen to and adhere to what they choose. Well, you have to remember, too, Brian, uh, the media, everybody loves controversy. People don't want to see people agreeing on anything. They don't like that. That's not going to sell. Like you have the Roger Clemens and you have the Kurt Schilling right now. They're going at it. Mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling is saying that he Roger he was a Roger Clemens fan, and because he holds these he holds all of these awards and these records, he thinks that all those things should be taken away from Roger Clemens if he's found guilty of taking uh, some type of substance that he shouldn't have taken. And now it's it's pretty much Roger's going to have to come forward and prove that he didn't. But when he made that statement that I've never used and I uh, that I, I don't use, oh, there's there's nowhere else for him to go right now. He's going to have to prove it now. But here's the thing. How can he? How can they prove that he did? That's why. That that's my point. They're they're playing it out in the media. Sometimes the best answer is no answer. Sometimes right. we just need to learn when not to say anything. Because you know, a lot it, of it, times, if you look at it, Brian, most of our problems and troubles comes when we open our mouth. Yes. The media they will make they will make you say things that you normally wouldn't say. They play words, they play these games with you, and you fall into that trap, and now you're upside down. They'll have you upside down. You know, I, I was just thinking about um, the track star, Marion Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, for years, for years, they talked about she was using you, she was using, you know, her ex husband came out and said, Yeah, she used steroids, and, you know, I know she used them because I used them. Now, he, he was actually caught using them. Right. But she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so for years people speculated upon it. And uh, I remember when she finally came forward and said, yeah, I, I did it. And I'm disgraced myself and I'm just coming clean. And, you know, I remember a friend of mine saying, why did she say something? Well, you know, at the time, now, as long as they, as long as they were married in a criminal case or a criminal trial, mm-hmm. husband and wife, you cannot force them to testify against each other. Right. So now that they're divorced, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was kind of smart. They said, okay, well, we'll just wait a little while. We know that your marriage is shaky. We're paying attention. We know that it's shaky. And now all of a sudden, boom. Right, right. And now she's been stripped of all of her medals. You know? And, and all of the people that ran in the event with her, they have to give their medals back as well. You know, and again, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have come forward because I believe if you're cheating and you get caught, or even if you you don't get caught, you shouldn't cheat. You know, I, I've never promoted someone to go ahead, oh, cheat, they ain't going to catch you, just do it. You know, maybe when I was younger, but not now. Not in the last 15 years, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, I, what I firmly believe is that, you know, you have to be very careful and what you say 
how you say it, when you say it, and where you say it. You know, because, again, uh, in the case of Roger Clemens, you have this guy who's coming out, and he's a former, you know, a bat boy or former something, former clubhouse, you know, errand boy or something, I guess. I'm not sure exactly what he did. And he comes out and he makes all these allegations against all these people. How do we know he's telling the truth? They're going to play it out in the media. They're going to play it out in the media. Play it out. See, immediately when they had the issue with Balco, they went after Barry Bonds. Mm -hmm. And Barry Bonds was the one they wanted. There's so much money involved in this. Yes. The The issue itself is not the big thing. That's just the circus around it. That's just the smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. But the issue, it, the, the thing that's going on behind the screens, the behind the scenes, that's where the money is. You know, and again, I can remember like uh, maybe a year or two ago when you actually had a big-name player who um, was caught using steroids or caught using performance-enhancing drugs, uh, Rafael Palmero. And immediately the talk began about, Will he make the Hall of Fame? Well, he lied, for one. Well, not only did he lie, when he came back and apologized about it, all the talk went away. Yes. But they said, but they continued to say, well, he'll make the Hall of Fame. He'll still make the Hall of Fame. He's still a Hall of Fame player. Well, in the case of Barry Bonds, and I know we're kind of getting a little bit off the subject of free speech, but in the case of Barry Bonds, He's come out and said, I didn't do anything. I didn't knowingly take anything. In this I didn't country, do anything yeah. wrong. And immediately say, he's not a Hall of Famer. In this country, Brian, if you apologize, this country is a very forgiving country if you apologize. Right. If you notice, they want everybody, if you say something out of line, apologize immediately and it Damage will go right. away. But as long as you fight it, oh, look at Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. They want him to apologize. He wouldn't do it. He never would admit to it. Freedom of speech. Is it really free? Is it really free? You yes, look at just, the, the owners. Just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we're talking about that very same topic, freedom of speech. Is it really free? We'd like you to call in and chime in. We've been talking to a lot of people on the chat room, but we want people to call in and talk to us. So the call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Brian, you know what? I, I, want, to, I want to talk about the how people are uh, sabotaged and, and fired for saying something that really wasn't bad, but... Management didn't agree with what they said. Mm-hmm. You know, you you ever known someone to come out and say, "Well, you know what? I said this in a meeting, and the next thing I know, I was I was fired." And yeah. I think right now with our college students coming out of out of college, you know, they're they're being taught on how to get a job, but they're not really being taught on how to keep a job. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things that you can say on a job, and they can they can hide the retaliation. And they can come at you with certain things and make you and punish you because you said something. You yes, may be right, the best you're not person. Our standards. Yes, you may be the best person for the promotion, but because you said something last month, 
they're going to hold that against you. And a lot of people, they see people below them that, that, that really don't have the expertise and experience that they have in that field, and everybody in the office know that this person is the best fit, but they're making an example out of this person to show everybody else in the office, if you step out of line or say or do like this person, you're going to be just like Phil over here. He's not moving up. I don't care what he does. He's not moving up. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think about that because I can recall – a uh, situation where a friend of mine was the best person for this position, but because this uh, this friend of mine spoke up about an incident that had occurred on the job, where the, there was a supervisor involved that did the wrong thing, and this friend of mine pointed it out during a meeting when they were discussing it and said. These are the procedures that should have been carried out when this thing occurred that shouldn't have occurred. This is how it should have been done. And this and this particular person went down policy procedures and went over policy procedures, you know, with the supervisor being there, basically, you know, calling that that supervisor out because the supervisor was trying to make it seem like it was that particular unit's fault and not their fault. When it came time for a promotion, the person was never offered a promotion because he had called out the supervisor. Oh, now, he did it. Well, he, and I was trying not to say who, whether it was a male or female. I'll just say it was a male. You know, he basically went through procedures properly, and he did it in a proper manner in a meeting where they were discussing it, and he went through policy and procedures correctly according to you know the the way that you're that it should be done, but because he showed up a supervisor who basically lied on the on his subordinate staff to try to cover up a mistake that he made, this person was consistently overlooked for you know advancement positions in the in the company you know and so yeah sometimes when you when you invoke your freedom of speech and you do it in the proper and correct way, you can be, you know, you can you can receive severe consequences. Now think about it. This particular person, who they show who uh, who this person showed up, had to sign off on all of their reviews. So of course you showed him up. He's not going to give you the stellar review that you deserve. You know, because you're doing your job correctly, you know, you're not going to, he's not going to put you in anything for like uh, employee of the week, employee of the month, employee of the quarter, none of that stuff. You'll never get in that because you showed them up. Now, someone else may recognize you, but you'll never get the recognition from the person who immediately supervises you. Well, one of the, one of the big laws, Brian, is you never shine on the boss. Right. <laughs> you never do that. But you know, here's the deal. You also don't don't uh, allow the boss to cut your throat. <laughs> you know, because again, when you're looking at the, in that particular situation, it was a mistake that the supervisor had made, and he tried to blame his employees for the mistake. So they had to fight for themselves. 
I think, you know what, in a situation like that, I think you have to really understand the game and how it's being played. Right. A lot of times uh, things are being said. You can answer things by not answering thing, things. Every question, I really, I really do believe this, every question does not always deserve an answer. Sometimes it's best to sit and let your work speak for itself. Sometimes when a supervisor does something, you know, and you speak out against it, they're saying, you know what, we can't trust this guy. Every time somebody does something wrong, this person is speaking up. You know, they want to be able to say, they want to be able to trust you that whatever's going on inside those four walls, that's where they want it to stay. And right. anytime you speak out against that person or that boss, and I'm not saying that you should you should never do this, but any just just know that there is a game being played, and it's not about being who's right and who's wrong. It's not about that. It's a dangerous game that you're playing when you're sitting at the table, and you better know what you're doing and you better know how to respond. Yes. You know, um. One other topic of free speech, and it's one we hadn't really touched on, school. Oh, yes. You know, I can recall my children coming home and talking to me about, um, of all things, I have uh, two 10-year-olds, twins, and an 8-year-old. And my 8-year-old came home, and she was telling me that they did a session in sexual harassment. In in (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, third grade? And they said, yes, there was the first graders and first, second, and third graders uh, did a session where they talked with guidance counselors about uh, sexual harassment. And immediately I began to think about, did I get a letter that says it was okay for y'all to talk to my child about sexual harassment? You know, and... um, because I'm thinking, you know, I didn't, I, did I authorize this? Now, my children know about this because this is something that I teach when I uh, talk with youth. I talk about abstinence education and personal responsibility, making healthy choices, and HIV prevention, pregnancy prevention. We talk about these things. And, um, uh, and I'm looking at in the chat room, it says they're not allowed to talk about girlfriend, boyfriend. Well, they're also not allowed to walk together in the hall boys and girls can't really quote-unquote walk together in the halls now i know this is first grade you know and so or a third grade in my case you know so i can understand that they don't want you know the kids taking on those older groups but if you look at what the media gives them i mean i have to really monitor what my children watch on tv because on all the Disney channels and the, you know, the other channels, they're not talking about kitty-witty stuff, you know. They're talking about, you know, teenager stuff. And so this is what these kids are being fed, you know. And But uh, anyway, they were talking about, you know, she came on, she explained to me what sexual harassment was, you know, because I do a thing with my children called the daily download. And the daily download is basically when I get home, and they're home, they tell me how their day was, and they tell me everything that they can remember about their day. You know, that's something that that parents should do that's very important. You should know about what your kid did that day, whether it was good or bad, you know, and we all decide whether what they did was good or bad, you know, after the end of the conversation. 
and so or if if it's very severe during the conversation <laughs> but uh you know so we're talking about this and we're discussing this and I'm so I'm asking her what does she think it is you know and she says was well, for somebody you know when when someone touches your bottom or touches you inappropriately and I'm thinking okay now in eighth you know here's my third grader that knows what inappropriately means because this is what they've taught her in school that's great you know but at the same time I'm thinking you know, we're in an age now where our children have to learn about this stuff. You know, and that, and and that's kind of sad. But ne- it's a necessary evil that they learn about because they have to because you have these, you know, these crazies out here, these predators and, you know, other kids that, you know, could possibly have been victimized and so forth. You know, but again, even with that, you have to, be careful on how they're taught because they're not always allowed to give their point of view in the case. You know, you could have had a kid who had already been assaulted in a different way, but they're being told this is the, these are the ways that, you know, you define sexual harassment. You know, and, and these kids pick it up. Well, my daughter says the, uh, a couple weeks later, that her sister is sexually harassing her because she's bumping against her bottom, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, when I was walking by, she bumped me and she touched my bottom, and so she sexually harassed me. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know. But uh, you know, again, you have to be really careful on how the kids hear and what they hear, and you have to talk to them about that. Right. But even in in this realm of freedom of speech, you know. You can't always freely go out and talk about it because somebody doesn't want you to really talk to their children about that. There's a price to pay. There's a price. There's a pretty heavy price to pay when you when you say certain things. Yes. And 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 in the schools, oh boy, it's they're taking out prayer. Mm-hmm. But they make the kids say the Pledge of Allegiance, am I correct? Yes. Well, no, actually, now they have the option of not saying the Pledge of Allegiance in certain schools. Mm. They don't have to. Well, they, can, they, can, they, they pledge allegiance to the United States of America, but not to God. Wow. Because some people are offended by the statement, I pledge allegiance to, well, um, to the flag. <laughs> they, they don't... They, they don't um, well, how, how, oh, they they don't have to say one nation under God. They say one nation indivisible. Wow, they changed it. Right, they changed the rules. You know, um, and they also, wow, and you know, I'm reading in the uh, in the chat room on some of the new money in God we trust is actually off. Of yeah, they're doing it money. now. So the, yeah, they they they've actually changed the freedom of speech, uh, and they're trying to change the way. That we that we move forward with freedom of speech. Yes. So is it really free? No, because it costs money to print money. Yes, and you know what, Brian? We live in a we live in a, a, a country, and in this society, it, it says right now it's telling us we will decide what you say, when you say it, and how you say it. And if you go against that, there's a pretty heavy price to pay. Absolutely. Brian, we're running out of time. We're down to 25 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. Tonight's show was very powerful. Uh, we it, and it's something that is going to be around for a while with this freedom of speech. Yeah, and you can close it out. We have about twenty seconds. You know, we're going to definitely have to talk about this again. But you remember, whatever you want to speak about, if you're empowered to do that, don't be afraid. Speak about it. You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you and Merry Christmas.